All right, it's a good time to take a break here and remind you that our sponsor today, Manscaped, has you covered to keep your hair looking nice and trimmed, feeling fully supported. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They've got the premium lawnmower 3.0. It's waterproof. It's got an LED light. Don't do this stuff in the dark, people. It's made with advanced skin-safe technology. Reduces nicks and cuts on your delicates. Very important. The Perfect Package 3.0 includes Manscaped's Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toning Spray. Both super practical. Smell great, too. Uh, you got the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Cooling Boxer Briefs. Might be one of the best parts of their collection. Uh, you pair the boxer briefs with their pH balancing liquid products like the crop preserver, and you're ready for anything. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code THEATHLETIC20. All right, welcome to the latest edition of WARP in Cincinnati. Paul Daner Jr. and C. Trent Rosecrans of The Athletic. Are, uh, we're here with you, and we are still, we're, we're, we're going to keep talking about it. They're going to keep playing games. We're going to keep talking about it. People may be a little disenchanted with the direction of the Reds season, the Reds fans. Uh, all is not lost yet. There's still time. It's running out, but there's still, still games to lose. There's, st- <laughs> it's not all is lost. If the Reds don't lose again, I think they'll make the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. That if they don't lose hope. again. If they don't lose again, that means they'll they'll have actually a high seed. I would think. The, I I I would concur. In the uh, in the poker world, they used to call that chip in a chair. Chip yeah, in were you ever into the poker world? Uh, not. Much. I mean, I understand uh, the concept. I've played, and, yes. Uh, but no, I'm not a uh, big. All you need, uh, all you need, is one chip and a chair to sit at, and you're still in the you're still in the tournament. And uh, you know, I would say the Reds have a little bit more than a single chip at this point. Um, but their stack it's is not a large low. stack. They, yeah. they, 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 it took a couple bad beats, uh, and, <laughs> and trying to figure out a, a way out of this. Uh, we got some stuff we want to get to. We can discuss a little bit about um, some developments over the, the past weekend where the Reds had a really uh, disappointing split with the Pirates. Um, and now they go Cubs and Cardinals this week um, with really, you know, they're all critical at this point, but certainly this week you've got to you've got to start winning some series you've got to start climbing over some teams uh, they're 18 and 23 two and a half out of the back of the wild card and in fourth place in the central so um you know you're looking at we had 19 games left so you know yep. it, it's <laughs> it's getting low way I mean where that did you get a it's hard I know it's hard to really get a sense of team reaction and and what's going yeah. on because we're not in there. So it's like it's really hard to gauge, but there's just no way to hide the fact of what happened in Pittsburgh was just pretty demoralizing. 
Yeah, it was pretty awful. I mean, they they gave away two games. That's that's all you can say. Is they gave they had two games won that they did not win. And honestly, you you win those two games, you're feeling good. You know, you're like, oh, the team's on a roll. It's beating teams that should. We're going into Chicago. Uh, you know, Mally, uh Bauer, Gray. We have a decent shot. Let's go. Um, and it's just if you hold on to those two wins and one's, uh, you know, big one's an error and then the other one is just, I mean, Iglesias gives it up. and like, But you look at all those and they weren't like, I don't know. It, it, it's not like he walked the joint. He got some cheap hits and some unlucky bounces. And I know everybody wants to fire him and do whatever. But like, that was one of those like, oh, it just didn't go well. I didn't see anything wrong other than the team getting these hits. Uh, just and like, they weren't even all that hard. It was, yeah, it was just a bad, bad uh, week. But that's when you expect to nail down, especially the bottom of the lineup coming up. And you you expect to, to, to nail that one down. So our, Archie Bradley warming up in the ninth in that game. So you you don't think that that was – I you know, we're still kind of learning, like, what is Archie Bradley going to be used for? And, the, the, uh, you know, a line of thought as well. Why did you trade for Archie Bradley if not for that situation where Iglesias had already pitched the back end of the eighth and now he's getting hit? You're, you would say there, there was still enough confidence in Iglesias to – finish that thing well off. yeah i mean i i could see maybe some there um the, the thing is you need to strike out you need strikeouts and it didn't look like it was it wasn't iglesias's stuff that he wasn't striking out the guys um he got one up uh you know i did ask that afterwards and it was just one of those things where like bradley was up and he was up for the 10th um you could go there. I, it's a coin flip, honestly. And, um, yeah, they didn't flip that coin and, and, and who knows what happens with, with Bradley there as well. If, if that happens, I, I don't, I don't see as egregious you, you know, when maybe why didn't you put Bradley in when you put in Lorenzen, that yeah. would be something that I would buy more as a quote unquote mistake, but and so that you don't need to bail out, um, Iglesias there, um, that he doesn't have to come in early. That is maybe my bigger question. Um, but I don't see it as egregious now in 2020, I mean, 2020 hindsight, not the year, um, you can say, oh, yeah, it didn't work out. But I just – I don't see it strategically egregious. Yeah. And <clears throat> you're right. I mean, the Lorenzen thing, but Lorenzen has righted the ship somewhat, you know, at least a little bit seemed to be. But that's still – that's super high leverage. And you did trade and for like Archie Bradley. Been, right. <laughs> is you know, is that just a matter is- of David Belbe trying to get Lorenzen back into being one of those guys, like per, a, a spot I mean, to it was a test. In. Yeah. 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 And he failed. Yeah. Yeah. And the so four that's, pitch that's walk. Re- <laughs> yeah. You just can't do it. You know, you traded Archie Bradley just like when you traded for Jonathan Broxton. It's the same situation. Jonathan Broxton wasn't replacing Aroldis Chapman. He was complimenting on them. And that team in 2012 was winning lots of games. And when you win lots of games, 
I mean, your closer spot comes up three, four days in a row. And that's, you might need two closers. And I think that's more, he, you know, you traded for Archie Bradley to compliment Rysel Iglesias, not to replace him. Yeah. That, that would be my answer to why do you trade for Archie Bradley? Well, because you want your bullpen better. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I, the trade makes, the trade makes a hundred percent sense. I, I, everybody's kind of, you know, it's when you, when you lose a game, it's ah, oh, and, and that guy's still sitting there in the bullpen, you know, everybody wants to wonder, I, I but I in a, but it, I get it. Here's the question: because everyone wants to fire the manager because that is what you're supposed to yell uh, when you're not happy with the team, and that's what people are yelling at David Bell right now. I think that we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but I think to me the question is this: when we discuss David Bell, if if this team does not make the playoffs, and that's a tough pill to swallow for a team that spent all this money and the playoffs that expanded and even in 60 games all of that is there just a is there an inherent pass given when it is only 60 games and such an odd season where in David Bell's contract does go on into 2021 anyway is there an inherent pass given because of the circumstances of this year to David Bell even in a disappointing season in in the win column by a wide margin I think there should be yeah I, I just I mean I don't see this as this is not a regular season this is not l- let me put it this way this is not a test of whether a manager can manage a regular baseball season. It's just not. It's it. Um, I, I, I just don't see it as. I don't know that anything that's gone wrong has been David Bell's quote unquote fault or the firing of David Bell would help. I mean, unless his strategy is don't hit, and I don't <laughs> think it is. Um, I, I just don't see it. I'm not a big fire of the manager guy anyway. Um, I never have been. Um, I believe that a manager's job is, and it's it's a really weird one. And I, this is something I kind of came up with many years ago um, that. 80 to 90% of a manager's job, we don't see. And to me, the biggest thing that I have seen to say, how is David Bell doing as a manager, came against the Cubs. When he goes out, Anthony Rizzo comes at him, and Joey Votto and, and, and Jesse Winker come out. To me, that's the biggest that tells me what i think the players think of him that's how i think the clubhouse feels about david bell yeah and i think they showed it with their actions um we don't have their words so it's you know it's tougher than usual because you know in a regular season in a regular time you talk to guys and there are ways you've done this too paul you know when a coach has lost the clubhouse or the locker room. It, it, it just happens. You you get it. And you're around and you see it. You feel it. So maybe he has, but like 
I find that hard when you saw that reaction against the Cubs uh, last week. Yeah. And how much, I mean, when you, when we talk about why they're not hitting, is it as simple to say baseball or is there more to it than that? Where we had, where is there, you know, why, why, why is this team not hitting? I guess is the question. And, and it's very, I did to me, it's easy to say, man, baseball is tough and guys go mm-hmm. through slumps. I mean, look at Suarez, right? I mean, you know, a guy who was scuffling as hard as anyone at one point is now mashing and kind of playing to his level. Um, that hasn't happened with everyone. There's been a lot of streakiness, even amongst those mm-hmm. that have done well. Um, so who, where, where does responsibility lie for players not hitting? You know, it's like, what, what no, is I it? think you just answered it. Yeah. With players? With players. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially. But what do you do, though, then, with that? Like, you know, what, mean, you do, can't do, fire do, do them because they, they, they get benefit of the doubt? Like, do, do players get benefit of the doubt of the 60-game season, too? Uh, well, they have a contract. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> and this isn't – they have guaranteed contracts. Yeah, it's a little different, isn't it? It's a little different. <laughs> There's not much you can you can do about it. Um, that's what that's, um, fire the manager guy doesn't get, or like they just want well, to see that, something well, to, to show that, that people care. Yeah, that's what fi- that's why fire the manager exists. It's an it's appeasing because you can't fire the players, and so it's just we're trying something. It's it's to prove to fans that we're trying and we care, and and uh, it, you know it shouldn't be like that. It's sh- you shouldn't have to like we we should i think know you care uh you know i mean the the spending on those players should prove that you care and you know i i i don't think that that it shouldn't take and i would like to think now this is not always the case i would like to think that this organization wouldn't feel like they would need to make a move like that with david bell in order to prove anything or to appease fans or a section of the fan base if they wanted to get rid of david bell for whatever reason i would hope it would be the only reason they wouldn't would be because fans yelling about it now that's not always the case in a lot of places that happens i've seen it happen in this town quite a bit um and so it can happen but i i think in this scenario um it should be fairly easy to be like man the players didn't hit Hey, what do you? What are you supposed to do? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Which, you know, you look at like if if firing the manager worked, the New York Yankees would have won every World Series in the nineteen eighties. <laughs> Imagine how many titles Billy Martin would have. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that that's a thing. I mean, it just I I don't know. I, I I'm again. I find that reactionary. Yeah. And there's theoretically still time. Um, yeah, there is. There is. I mean, I don't, nobody wants to hear it, including me. Cause you know, there shouldn't, that shouldn't be the discussion at this point. Mm-hmm. The team we thought everyone thought looked at it on paper or for the most part thought that they were better than this and they haven't been better than this. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 okay, last thing on fire the manager guy. What does that solve? Uh, 
because here's well, and here's the other thing, because organizationally, David Bell is the exact type of manager that they want. So if you think you're gonna bring in a new manager who is gonna, you know, have a different attitude on shifts or pitching or analytics or like that, that's not that's not happening like this. David Bell is the exact type of guy that they want organizationally and handling that type of stuff. I mean, that's who they are as an organization and most teams are. Um, See, I don't know. It wouldn't change much because they would just hire somebody who does things similarly to David Bell. Would they not? Yeah. And probably, yeah, probably. And you probably lose, you might lose Derek Johnson. Right. I mean, David David Bell's coaches love working for David Bell. And Derek Johnson's the best thing this organization has going for it right now. Yeah. Arguably. Arguably. I mean, what he's been able to do with a host of pitchers. And, and how he works with, it kind of fits hand in hand with what this team, this organization is trying to do philosophically through its pitching. Um, they spent a lot of money and a lot of resources into revamping how they develop pitching that has gone hand in hand with Derek Johnson. Now we haven't really been able to see that because there's no minor league season. This goes deeper than there's just 60 games. So much of what was put in place this year and what was going to be new and different and, you know, so much different than than what people have done before. They haven't had a chance to do. I mean, that's just, just the bottom line. They have not been able to do what the organization wanted to do below the big league level. And, to me, and everybody's like that. Yeah, I I agree completely. I, it, when people, when you talk about the Reds and why they have been so poor on the field for the last, whatever, 25 years, whatever we're going to be go, however far you want to go back. I mean, the last time they won a playoff series was 95. The last they had the run from 10 to 12, whatever. Whatever you want to talk about. It, they haven't done much. That's not up for debate. I think the reason, there's a deeper systemic thing there. It's when you're not developing. People say all the time, the Cardinals, they just just keep trotting out these dudes that like you don't know, they just come out of their system and they can play and they win and and the Cardinals way. And and the Reds are trying, I think, to build the Reds way, right? They're they're trying, I think they're, they're trying to overhaul the development system to be able to do that more consistently. But that's new. I mean, the gutting of the minor leagues and restructuring of all of that is so recent. You're, like you said, I mean, it's not had time to – it's a it's a seed still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it hasn't had a chance to grow. And and like you said, Derek Johnson and, and David Bell, that, that filters all the way down from them. Until that gets fixed, quick, you know, expensive – $164 million band-aids are not going to fix if you're not developing consistently. And I think that's probably the really the, what the long-term fix is. And like you said, firing David Bell doesn't have anything to do with that. Nope. But I mean, it'll make, it'll, it'll make somebody feel happy, I guess, because somebody's head rolled and it'll save their sad little life. <laughs> I'll take a quick break here to hear a word from our sponsors. 
All right, I just want to take a quick break here. And, uh, you know, talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves and things like I lost my mojo. We avoid it altogether with excuses like I had a long day at work or sorry, I'm not feeling it or the reds got me feeling sad. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication's appropriate, Roman will ship it to you for free, two-day shipping. Whole process, straightforward, simple, discreet. Getting started simple. Just go to getroman.com slash W-A-R-P and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle. Now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash W-A-R-P today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. It's GetRoman.com slash W-A-R-P. Would you, would you agree that the lack of consistent development is what has been wrong around the Reds for a while? Out of their... Yeah. I mean, particularly in pitching. I mean, when you talk about the one, the, the good run that they've had in the last twenty years, it was they finally had a run of developing good pitchers. You know that right. <laughs> that whole crew of, of Cueto and Bailey pitchers. and everybody. Yeah. What's that? You yeah. know, they got pitchers. I mean, yes. Cueto they developed. Um, Bailey they developed. Leak they Bailey drafted. they developed. You would say probably not to his potential though. Yeah. Um. Um. You know, and and then they drafted Mike Leak was, you know, he. You drafted him that way. Yeah. Um, Bronson Arroyo, you had a really smart trade for. Aaron Harang, you had a good trade for. And he got better while he was here, but you wouldn't say he developed. Um, those kind of things. You know, it's it's been tough. And, and like, you look around, like, you could say the same thing about the Cubs. You know? They didn't develop pitchers. They don't develop pitchers. You know, uh, the, the Cardinals have done a good job. The Indians have done a good, I mean, an amazing job. Um, so Cleveland is like the one place where, yeah, that's how you do it. And you're then able to build that way. Um, but it's, it's not easy. And so they've basically this off season, they said, okay, this is the way we've done it for forever. This is how everybody's done it forever. We're going to change that. And so they made that difficult decision to invest in that and to commit to that. And then it was all called off Yeah, for, for, for a year. Um, you know, they've done some things, but still you're, you're talking about just, you can't see the fruits of those labors or even put those plans in place. All this goes deeper than a manager is I think the, the point. Yeah. There is no doubt, but for fans right now, it still stinks, and for the team sure. right now, it still stinks to watch this team disappoint because they spent so much. They spent capital, uh, both in talent and money, and kind of hoped for this to be could be something special. Took this sixty game thing very seriously, rightfully so, like most have, and have, and now, and even made another trade. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They've 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 been all in on this year from the get go, and to be from, sitting here from last year. From last year, so to be to be eighteen and twenty three, uh, and and facing a, in, a an incredible uphill battle here is is a tough pill um, to swallow. I, I wanted to um, 
Sonny Gray gets pushed back after his he had the the rough start. What what's a, the is that a, is this a real injury or is this what what's going on with Sonny Gray? I think this is just one of those things where he's not hurt. He's just you know doesn't feel that liveliness in his arm. And the other part was you know you push him back Sunday. He pushes. He was scheduled to start Sunday. He didn't. T.J. Antone came in. Um, did a nice job. I mean, T.J. Antone's been really one of the bright spots this year. And so, so he comes in and does that. Uh, then it's when does he pitch next? Um, and do you, you know, Trevor Bauer is not a guy who likes to pitch on long rest. He would prefer short rest. Um, so that keeps that one day, and then just keep Tyler Malley on on. Um, on his regular schedule, I think that's as big as anything is keeping those two guys on their regular schedule, and then you place him in before to give him a little bit more rest and hope that that kind of thing comes back, you know. And and you see this; it's not uncommon to see this every year where guys just, you know, they call it dead arm. And um, I know somebody mentioned it was Kirk Casale. He said, "I, I don't want to go with dead arm precisely, but he just didn't have it." And sometimes that. It's not uncommon. Yeah. And, so, you, and you hope that's what it is. Yeah. And you hope Sonny Gray comes back and looks like, well, Sonny Gray uh, in that game on Thursday. And, you know, it, you you need to go you need to go win at this point. And there's no way around that this week. I mean, it sets up for you to go do it, Cubs and Cardinals. So, um, you know, if anything but taking the next two series in some capacity um, might be the end. You looked up a stat that I was looking for a couple weeks ago when we talked about, and it's only gotten worse <laughs> uh, since that conversation about the Reds being home run happy or just having such a high percentage of their runs coming. Dependent via the is home probably run. the best word. What's that? Home run dependent is home probably run dependent. The best word. Thank you. Um, it it's it's kind of startling actually when you when you looked it up sixty two point one percent of their runs have come via the home run. The next mm-hmm. highest in baseball is the Padres at 53%. MLB average of 44. Yeah. That is some that's some outlier, that's some real outlier stuff right there. Yeah. It's it's remarkable. It it really is. Um you know, it's just it, it it's a lot. It's really a lot. Can you change your approach on stuff like that? I don't know. Um, I, I think I think it kind of goes, and nobody wants to hear it. Um, it goes hand in hand with the batting average on balls in play. Um, because you know that they have the lowest. Let's see where is it? I'm getting it now. Batting average. They still have a 237 batting average balls in play, which is 20 points lower than the second place team, which is 15 points lower than the third place team. You know, like, so 237 batting average balls in play. Um, this is when you talk about a season um, that just hasn't gone right, where, you know, everybody hates to hear luck and hard hit and um, all that. Um, it just it, it it doesn't seem to be going for them. And 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 so that's a big thing. And it's not like, you know, they're hitting the ball into the ground. They have the 
seventh highest average launch angle. They have the, um, let's see, they're 18th in average exit velocity. So that says, okay, they're hitting a lot of fly balls. And some of those fly balls go out, and the ones that don't, don't. So, I mean, maybe they're hitting the ball too much in the air. Um, it's, it's a perfect storm of just everything going to, I mean, it's a perfect storm to add up to losses. I think, you know, I think Trent, you would agree. They should bunt more, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe no. it, just bunt more, just, just bunting, moving guys over, sacrificing outs. That's the, that's the only yeah. answer here. Yeah. You can't <laughs> bunt. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I know you're just, you're just yanking a chain, but you, I mean, if people aren't on, you can't bunt. Well, you can bunt, it's just, it's even less. <laughs> that's uh, definitely a low percentage play. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, but that's, that's, that's where, um, you know, that's where they're at right now. And uh, we will, we will see how this week goes. And um, we get, as we get closer uh, um, again, you've Panther. got Bauer, Mally, and Sonny Gray going up. Uh, for the next three games in Chicago. Um, yeah, they're making it a close shave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> Which is really just a reminder that we need to leave, Trent. <laughs> Isn't it? It's, a, it's that we can just go ahead and wrap this guy up. Uh, we will be uh, We will be back. Uh, next week, WARP with more news to report uh, on potentially a team. Maybe maybe this will be the week, right? <laughs> it would be a good week for it to be the week. It would be a good week for it to be the week. They need a week. They definitely need a week. There is no doubt. Uh, and so maybe this will be the week for them. Uh, if not, we will be pretty close to uh, writing the reading the last rights. But... Uh, All right. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, Good time as always. And we will be back next week on WARP in Cincinnati. Ooh.